We are running a mini-series through Advent, and this series is just looking at some words that we find around this Christmas story. Last week we looked at the word darkness. This week we're looking at the word waiting. And as we uh, have, we, uh, been, have been as a church um, looking at Luke's gospel, I'm going to be using Luke's uh, text for us today. And I hope that uh, many of you have been following through the, the story that is coming through of the life of Christ as we've been reading Luke. Luke chapter 6 today, the calling of the disciples plus uh, so much more as well. But today we're looking at waiting, and the people that I want to focus on are, are two characters that um, when you have that uh, uh, nativity set um, laid out at home, and you've got your, your, your Mary and your donkey and your Joseph and your lambs and your shepherds and your angels and your wise men, there's two people that usually are not there, and though that couple are a Simeon and Anna. And Simeon and Anna have an encounter with Jesus and Mary and Joseph when Jesus is being taken to the temple for dedication. He's about six weeks old and he's heading uh, with his parents up to the temple and there's an encounter with two people who have been waiting. Now the word that is used, um, I'll put it up on the screen for you, that uh, is the Greek word for waiting, is the word that's used in both stories. The story uh, that Simeon brings as well as story that Anna brings. So we've got uh, uh, pros decomonos, pros decomonos, which means that uh, there's expectation, we are waiting, there's anticipation, there's uh, a sense of, of being alert and aware that the presence is coming. And here we have two people, we have uh, Simeon and we have Anna, who are both in that sense of uh, prostekomonos, we're waiting, we're excited, we're, we're hanging on. Now the thing about it is that each one was waiting for something a little bit different. In verse 25 of chapter 2 of the book of Luke, we read these words. Now there was a man in Jerusalem, Simeon, who was righteous and de devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. This uh, uh, consolation of Israel. There's a sense here that what he is looking forward to is comfort. Comfort not only for himself, but comfort for the nation. When we uh, started to look last week at the situation of darkness being over uh, the area where the nativity was all uh, happening, we recognized that the, 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 the nation of Israel was in turmoil. We had uh, Roman occupation. We had uh, this sense of, of silence as well. We've been waiting as a nation to hear from God, and God has not spoken for nearly 400 years. And Simeon is there at the temple and he is waiting. And he's waiting because the promise that has come is that uh, the comforter will appear. Verse 26, it says this, It had been revealed by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he's seen the Lord's 
Christ. And I love the way that um, God has spoken to an individual. Holy Spirit has encountered this man and laid upon his heart a longing to wait because he knows the waiting will end up with a fulfillment. The comfort, the consolation for the nation is going to happen in his lifetime. And this just helps me think for a moment, um, how much have I been spending time uh, pressing into God, intently seeking after him, to hear his word for me right now? The years and years and years and years of waiting that Simeon has had in his lifetime. But he was able to wait because God had given him a word. I just want to encourage you on this second Sunday of Advent to press into God for the word. Uh, One of the things that Carol and I uh, hold on to is the fact that when we went to a prophetic conference in uh, 2016... We got called out, and as we were called out by the, the prophetic speaker, a guy called uh, Sean Bowles, he spoke our name publicly and then spoke over us some words of encouragement, but also some words of direction about what we were going to experience, what God had in store for us. And we hold on to those words, and as we hold on to those words, we are waiting to see those promises fulfilled. And we'll do everything on our part to make that happen. Just as Simeon did everything on his part to make sure that the word that the Holy Spirit had laid it on, on his heart was going to be fulfilled. He would see, as it says, the Lord's Christ. And he was waiting for him to come and bring comfort. Isn't that something that we need today? We're waiting. What are we waiting for? We're not just waiting for the presence at Christmas. We find ourselves waiting in queues. We're waiting for news from the government about the next action that's going to happen. We're waiting for a vaccine to be produced. We're waiting for that to be distributed. But actually, what we're waiting for is an encounter with God that will bring us comfort. He wants to come alongside, wrap his everlasting arms around us, and to, as we have just had in that song that we've sung, to reassure us that we are his children. Our God is a God of comfort. His desire is that you would know the comfort that only he can bring. No loneliness, no emptiness, no insecurity, no depression. Meet with me, Christ says. That will be eradicated, that I might bring you life in all its fullness. I love the fact that uh, uh, Mary and Joseph take uh, Jesus up to the temple. I mean, they don't know anybody there. The temple is, is it's like going into Tesco's on a busy day. There's loads of people all around, and you don't know who most of the people are. Occasionally, you might bump into somebody you know, but very rarely, so many people around. And there is uh, this elderly gentleman who comes up to uh, Mary and Joseph and takes the baby in his arms. I I can remember a story that uh, Carol and I had uh, nightmares about once upon a time. I think it was when Josh was uh, a baby and we were in in our previous church, well, no, the one before last, in in Haywards Heath. And we had given uh, little Joshua over to one of the young people who wanted to hold him. And so we passed Josh over to this this, uh, uh, young girl who was in, in our youth group there. 
And, and she was fine. She's holding him. That's great. No problem. And then we're sort of chatting away to, to other people. And then out of the corner of her eye, we notice that she is now passing our son over to a gentleman that I, we have no idea who he is or where he's come from, never seen him before in our life. And suddenly, I mean, Carol's mother instinct kicks in straight across there. I'm not giving my son. We can't just give our son to a stranger. And she takes Joshua back. And here is Simeon, a stranger. And he comes and takes Jesus into his arms. And I think one of those moments that Mary and Joseph must have thought to themselves, what is going on here? But then he speaks promise over this child. And I don't think we can ever uh, get too much blessing. And that's what he speaks. Because he's recognized that this child is the promise that is bringing comfort to the nations. And then the second uh, uh, prostekomonos person is Anna. She's been waiting. She's waiting, and uh, she's been at the temple and uh, hanging around. Now, the thing about it is she's had a bit of a tragic life. Her her husband dies and uh, when she's young in marriage, and she dedicates her, her time to just being at the temple, seeking the presence of God. I love that. When we have in the past done our uh, 24-7 prayer, we've got 168 hours to fill in a week um, and asking people to dedicate. Would you come and do an hour? Would you do an hour? Would you do an hour? I think if we had Anna in our membership here, no one would have to worry, would we? Because Anna's got it sorted. She's down there. She will be dedicated. She will be praying. She will be fasting. She could cover that 168 hours, no problem at all. And she was a committed and devout woman. She never left the temple. And she was waiting. But look what it says in verse 38. This is Anna. She's coming up to uh, Joseph and Mary and the baby. And she says, coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So we have and we have Anna who is seeking redemption. That redemption, being redeemed, being forgiven. And I think that's something that we can resonate with as well. How much guilt and shame, how much pain of sin that we carry. And we are waiting for one who will come and redeem us. That we might have the forgiveness that frees us. And that's Anna's heart. She is seeking release. And that's exactly what Jesus comes to do. He comes to set the captives free. Whatever is binding you up, whatever is restricting you, whatever is holding you back, we bring it to the foot of the cross. We give it to Jesus because he is our redeemer. Don't allow our lives to be dictated by our past. We place our past at the foot of the cross And gazing into the eyes of our Savior, we walk forward in release and freedom. Anna's heart, she's spending time in the presence of God. Her desire is that uh, she would know, not only for herself, but for the nation, the freedom of forgiveness. It's worth waiting for. And she recognized it straight away. She comes up to them. She knows it's Joseph and Mary, but not that it's Joseph and Mary. What she knows is that this child that they carry is the child of promise, a 
promise of forgiveness. Just for us today to recognize there is nothing that we have done that cannot be forgiven. Our God welcomes us into his presence. If we are waiting, our waiting is over. Our Savior upon the cross of Calvary has paid the price that sets us free. So they're waiting. They're waiting. One is waiting for comfort. One is waiting for uh, forgiveness. And here we find ourselves in the second Sunday of Advent and we are in that waiting time as well. So what can we do? What can we do as we wait? And I'm going to give you three things to do as you wait this Advent season. First thing I want you to do is to become a marveler. It says this in Luke 2. It says, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. When you hear something being said about your child, just as Simeon was speaking these words over Jesus, there was a moment of marveling. And I think we just need to be very careful that we don't take Christmas for granted. We don't allow the mystery and the marvel of this season to pass us by. Maybe, as you've been reading this last week through Luke's Gospel, you've caught something fresh of the Word of God that speaks into your life right here and now. Marvel. Recognize that this isn't just normal, natural, uh, walk-in-the-park stuff. This is God interacting with his creation and desiring to react with you. Maybe even put yourself in the place of a character as you read. and Maybe just allow yourself to imagine what it was like. What were you seeing? What were you experiencing? Whether you're a shepherd on the hill, whether you're a king who's traveling miles, whether you are Mary or a Joseph, whether you are a Simeon or an Anna, put yourself there and marvel at what's going on. The fact that God has sent his son to redeem this world, his creation. Don't lose how marvelous this season is. As well as being uh, marveled, I I want you to recognize that uh, both those characters that we're looking at today were movers. So not only marvel at what's happening in this season, but also be stagnant. Don't be waiting. Simeon, he was moved by the Spirit and went to the temple courts. When the Holy Spirit moves you, prompts you, follow that moving and that prompting. And in Luke 2.38, Anna, coming up to them at that very moment, she was moved and prompted to not be stationary, not hang around. And for us, as we find ourselves in this uh, second week of Advent, what is God prompting you to do? How is he leading you? What is he saying to you? There's movers, there's uh, Mary moved by uh, the words of the angel, Joseph uh, moved by the angels speaking into his dreams, there's the shepherds who move off of the hillside, there's the kings who move from the east, there's uh, messengers left, right and center moving around. And the call for each and every one of us is, would we be movers? Let's not be stagnant. Let's make sure that our relationship with Christ is a a life-giving, life-sharing relationship, as well as being a a mover. The last call for each and every one of us is to take hold of the message. Be a messenger. Be a messenger. 
It says this in uh, Luke 2.38, Anna again seeing, coming up to them that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke to the child to who, all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Who are you telling about the reason for the season? Don't keep it to yourself. This is the, the call on each and every one of us. Go therefore into all the world making disciples. That's what Matthew says at the end of his gospel. But it's, it starts here with a lady in a temple who has an encounter with Jesus and cannot help but tell the world about that encounter. Don't hold it back. Don't keep it to yourself. Be willing to share the reason for this season and the impact that Christ has made upon your life. You see, the church is only going to grow as more and people get to know. And more and more people get to know when people like you and me are willing to share. So don't hold on. Share the good news of Christ this Christmas. So as you wait, become a mother, become a mover, become a messenger. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son, our Savior, into this world 2,000 years ago. That you met the anticipation and excitement of so many. Those who were waiting. And as we wait to celebrate your day of birth this year, would you so confront us that we might not lose the mystery and the marvel of this season. That we might be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and be moved as you are prompting us, leading us and guiding us. And may we on our lips speak of what it is to have a Savior in our lives. That this Christmas time we would be messengers able to share the good news. Would you help us to be bold as we live out what it means to be one who has received the gift of life through Christ our Savior. Amen.